The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the founder and CEO of the Premier Dance Network, the only podcast network dedicated solely to the world of dance. And thank you for joining us here at The Whole Dancer with host Jess Spinner. But before we get started with today's episode, I'd like to take a moment and share a word from our sponsor. Body Rappers' Angela Luzio is happy to be the proud sponsor of the Premier Dance Network. Body Rappers' Angela Luzio is known for its fine total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer of the New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premier. It takes a dancer who wears a leotard all day to know what is best in a leotard. So Tyler's beautiful original leotard designs fit perfectly, are ideal for class, rehearsal, or performance, and move well with the body won't ride up in the back. Body Wrappers makes additional apparel for all types of dance that includes ballet, jazz, modern, lyrical, hip-hop, tap, team, liturgical, performance wear for competition and recital, as well as Angela Luzio shoes. You may view all the products at www.bodywrappers.com or to purchase Tyler Peck designs by Body Wrappers, go to dancewearcorner.com or your favorite online dance apparel retailer for all their products. Hi dancers, welcome back. Thanks so much for tuning in once more. Today we're chatting about gluten-free eating. Should you go gluten-free? What does it mean? Who is it important for? Who should try it? It's one of those things, a fad, if you will, in the health and eating world. And so it's likely that you've heard about it. I mean, it's gotten so common that restaurants often offer a separate gluten-free menu or gluten-free options. A lot of Italian restaurants will have a gluten-free pasta dish these days. So it's something that has possibly crossed your mind. Maybe you've given it a try for one reason or another. But today I thought I could just chat a little bit about who it's good for, who it might be good for, some things to consider, and all that good stuff. So first of all, what is gluten? It's the family of proteins that is found in wheat. So in general, it's kind of like the part that keeps them together, binds them together. Um, but it's also, you know, it's, so it's just like a component of wheat ingredients. You'll find gluten in wheat, wheat germ, rye, barley, bulgur, couscous, triticale, malt, camet, farina, wheat germ, so those are sort of like the ingredient components that you might find gluten in. In addition to that, it's commonly found in foods like pasta, bread, baked goods. Most things made with a flour are made with a gluten-containing flour, unless it's a specifically gluten-free product. Um, pancakes, French toast, a lot of breakfast foods, things like that. If you're eating packaged foods, you would have to read through all of the ingredients to determine whether or not there was a gluten-containing ingredient in there. I mean, I generally recommend reading ingredients regardless, but it is important, especially if you are trying or you decide you want to give it a try to avoid gluten for a while that you'll have to definitely be reading the ingredients of any packaged foods that you eat. Crackers is another one. Bread is obviously the most common one, very uh, 
much more obvious culprit. Who really needs to avoid gluten? It would be people who have celiac disease. So celiac disease means that your body has an immune response to uh, these proteins and it sort of attacks your small intestine because it thinks that it's under siege or something is going wrong. So when you're eating gluten, your body attacks your small intestine and then that impacts your body's ability to absorb nutrients and obtain the full nutrients that you need from food. So it's serious, you know, it's a big thing and that's a big reason why people with celiac disease cannot be eating gluten-containing foods and they have to eat a gluten-free diet and they have to be very, very aware of it. If you don't have celiac disease, it you still might have a gluten sensitivity or a gluten intolerance and that will manifest itself in ways like headaches, bloating, fatigue, digestive disturbances. Some of my clients have reported things like sores in their mouths when they eat gluten or uh, skin can be impacted by eating gluten. So there's a number of ways that a sensitivity can show up. And just like with all your food choices, it's really important that you are aware of, you know, responses that your body has to certain things. An unfortunate thing in our culture is to look for the remedy or the cure in medicine always or in, you know, like adding something else to our body or putting something else in our system, where a lot of the time, if we stop and take a step back and say, oh, well, it seems like when I eat this, this happens, and then paying very close attention to your body's responses and the the recurrence of any symptoms that you might think you're experiencing due to eating gluten, then you can on your own say, okay, well, maybe gluten doesn't actually work for me and try cutting it out for a while and see what the response is like. Now, you have to keep in mind, you might cut it out for a while and determine that gluten was not the culprit or the cause of your issues, and therefore it might be something else. So I think there's definitely value in going gluten-free, at least to see how it feels. If you feel more energetic, if you notice a difference in bloating and digestion and things like that, always, always, always ask yourself, what is my motivation for cutting this out? That's one of the big things I want answers to always think about because you know, it's easy for us to think, this is something that I went through a lot when I was dancing, it's very easy for us to think less is more. You know, if I just have less food options, I will be eating less food and then, you know, I'll be thinner, I'll look better, blah, 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 all of that. Whereas in reality, we need to be having options with food and, you know, like a more uh, bountiful choice of different foods to eat will keep us more satisfied by our food, we'll be less likely to have cravings, less likely to do things like binge in response to feeling restricted and things like that. So always ask yourself, what's my motivation for eliminating something or testing something out? You know, if you haven't noticed any digestive issues, bloating, headaches, anything like that uh, with gluten or any food for that matter, you might be already eating a meal plan that works for you. If you have other aims like weight loss or something like that, you don't necessarily need to cut out gluten or bread or whatever in order to reach that goal. In fact, it could have the opposite effect because like I said, 
if you feel deprived because you've cut out bread or all gluten-containing foods, and then you are desiring something else, you might replace it with sugar or something that's not serving you either. So think about that as well. Remember too, just like there are plenty of vegan junk foods out there, there's also plenty of gluten-free junk foods out there. A gluten-free cupcake is not necessarily any healthier than a regular cupcake if you don't have a gluten insensitivity or intolerance. It's like pretty much the same thing. So, and gluten-free breads, you have to read ingredients just like any bread and you don't want to be buying bread that has added sugars or vegetable oils, omega-6 vegetable oils, because those are going to be inflammatory and that'll have a negative uh, impact on your body's inflammation response, which as active people, we need to have a very healthy and quick inflammation response. But that's a whole nother topic for another video. So I'm going to save that one for another time. So keep all of those things in mind if you do decide to go gluten-free. And if you have tried it or you do try it, leave a comment below. I'd love to hear what your experiences were and if you felt like it worked for you or if it was something that ended up not being the best choice for you and, you know, what you kind of learned from that. I have, people are tend to be surprised that I'm not gluten-free and that I, I don't even know that I've ever tried fully to go gluten-free because I don't notice a ton of digestive issues with gluten. I eat bread pretty much every day, which is another thing that kind of surprises people. Uh, we eat pancakes in my house. We tend to use, when we are making baked goods, we do tend to use gluten-free flours. We actually use oat flour. And oftentimes you'll see in the store that oats are sold as regular or gluten-free, but that's not because oats have gluten. That's because many oats are produced in factories that have gluten-containing products. So if you have celiac disease or something serious, a serious gluten insensitivity, then you have to buy the gluten-free oats so that you don't have the contamination. But oats don't contain gluten on their own. Just a sidebar there. So we use oat flour when we bake, typically, for, uh, you know, cookies and cupcakes and things like that. So yeah, if it's something you try, I'd love to hear about it. Or if some, it's something you've tried, I'd love to hear your thoughts and what your experience was. If it's something you're considering giving a try, let us know how it goes. But like I said, keep in mind all of those factors, you know, may or may not work for you. You may or may not see changes or results from it. It's not necessarily a weight loss thing. But if you do notice maybe some of those symptoms of insensitivity, it's worth giving a shot to see if you feel any difference. All right, dancers, I will be in touch. Have a great rest of your day. And thanks again so much for tuning in.